Hello and welcome to the Oddcast. Today we are being taken over by the Odd Theatre's production of the last five years, as well as bringing you all the usual news and views from Broadway and the musical theatre scene at home. Right, I have taken charge, being Adam Trundle. I've ousted Kean from his, some would say, rightful throne to uh, lead anchor on the Oddcast. Uh, and that is, of course, to uh, facilitate a bit of a Q&A with the cast and director of the Odd Theatre Company's production of the last five years. Joined by Kean O'Dowd, Daniel Ryan and Keelan Kilduff. The latter two will be taking the place on stage as... What are the parts called? That was one of my first questions, so I might as well lead with that. Wow, the level of research you've put into this is astounding. <laughs> this is the A-level people are going to have to get used to from now on. Do you think how, Judy, do you how think did you Judy get Dench my job? <laughs> that's, that's fine. No, like how, I, I wish I could say that it was a bloodless coup. It was not. <laughs> you just you took a bathroom break and came back and... That's pretty much it. We yeah. And pretty much Every, he, everybody was, he was sitting around. in my chair. Yeah. And I mean, her, to be fair, the first time I opened the script, I thought I was Jamie. I was like, <laughs> who's Kathy? Yeah. Who's Cat? Yeah, who's Catherine? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's um, I mean, it's very unsettling, kind of, to be the non-anchor, to be color. Does it feel like a demotion a little bit? It's a serious demotion. Is it like sitting in the passenger seat? Does anybody else get that when they sit in the passenger seat, having like I love driving, and then I have to sit in the passenger seat. I'm like, oh, I don't like it here. I don't mind the passenger seat. I don't like the passenger seat in my own car. <laughs> I actually, I agree with you. I don't like sitting in the passenger. It feels like. It feels like something's wrong. You're like, like no. something's road we're positioning really, is too far left. Oh no! <laughs> we're really close <laughs> we're to the edge. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's yeah. You're just so used to being in in one place, somewhere safe, yes. where you had control. I am. Um, yeah, it it makes sense now. It yeah, where the airbags sense. work best. <laughs> <laughs> where the airbags work only in my car, I'd say. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's hope the NCT board aren't listening uh, i think it's unlikely i NCT think the cross board? The in- is no. there a board of nct there's some there, there's... there'd want to be some oversight but what it is i couldn't tell <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there is some oversight <laughs> but i'd say the crossover between people who are performing nct's and those who are like super into local irish musical theater is a pretty narrow yeah there's probably diagram. more from the rsa really true yeah yeah true that is yeah. they're a big big musical heads in the rsa yeah. it was actually gay burns influence when he was chair was one, <laughs> one of the things that he brought in was was just was like, mad, no, we need we need mad more musical theater. we need more showbiz we need more glitz and glamour to the road safety ads well, you say anything <laughs> say what you want about gay burn he knew how to do glitz and glamour yeah knew how to mainly in jumpers on the toy show <laughs> but it was still glitz and glamour i take it yeah I think you're showing your age now, Keen, because I have no recollection of a gay burn hosted toy show. Yeah, that's yeah. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. <laughs> I I, rem- I remember when Daniel O'Connell was hosting it. <laughs> that was when the lump of coal was actually what good children got. Yeah, it was pretty much. Pretty much. Um, so, I mean, you know, what surprises do you have in store for us now? It's your first time as, you know, anchor of the show. What have yeah. you planned? What exciting new innovations do you have in store? I'm eager. I'm waiting. I mean, it, it feels like a huge sense of relief. <laughs> Just I don't, I don't have the pressure now. of driving yeah, yeah. an episode. Yeah. As, as the new person here, Kean is sounding very anch- anchor right about now. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I think I think a peaceful transition. <laughs> a peaceful transition. 
you know, it, it requires cooperation. You, you can't just immediately, you know, you know, from as of midnight tonight, I am anchor. It, it's got to be more of a... You know what? Fine. I'm going to speak only when spoken to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, as someone who's speaking only when spoken to, Dan. Um, Hi. <laughs> what news have you from the world of professional musical theatre and such? I think the big thing at the moment is obviously In the Heights. That's like the latest movie musical block booster mm-hmm. to hit our screen mm-hmm. well to hit the screen small screen big screen but only yeah. can get in well big screen's the exciting part big screen yeah like yeah. honestly like i'll go see anything so it's it's nice <laughs> that you know at the at the return of cinemas that there actually is like a nice movie musical to also be included in that bunch yeah but um i mean it looks exciting obviously the adaption of the tony award-winning musical by lin-manuel miranda his first musical not many people you know everyone thinks everyone thinks he just created hamilton but he he was around long before that mm. um and all about the latino um community in washington heights area of new york and directed by who is it john chu who did crazy yeah. rich asians which is another class movie Very which enjoyable. i saw for the first time only last weekend and i was thoroughly impressed Oh, it's what it's I like. Very it's good. I, I, loved, I call it a sideways movie because you can watch it while lying hung over on the couch. Sideways, sideways <laughs> movie. You know, I'm sure that's what they were going for. Yeah. I, oh, absolutely. Yeah. They were. They, they were absolutely. He was like, "This is going to be perfect for those hungover people on the couch." Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, it looks really good. Anthony Ramos, who everybody would know from Hamilton, obviously playing the lead. Yes. Uh, as Navi. Um, but you know, there's a good collection. Uh, my favorite, obviously, is uh, Stephanie Beatriz from. Brooklyn Nine. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's just everything she turns around to. I'm like genius. I think um, Daphne Rubin Vega, who's obviously part of the original cast for Rent, is also in it as well. Is she? She is indeed. I didn't know that. Mm. There was an article I read somewhere of like where you know all these people from, ah. and I was like, this is really helpful <laughs> before you go see it. <laughs> I'm glad she's in this. I think I remember reading something in an interview that she was a bit salty about not being asked to do the Rent movie. Now, in mm. hindsight, she shouldn't have been salty at all. Yeah, yeah but she yeah. dodged a big old she, bullet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but on, I'm that's cool. I didn't know she was. Mm-hmm. She is in it as well. And I think a little. I've seen there was um, an extended kind of the intro, so the very first song of it is uh, in the heights, mm-hmm. um, and they did like an extended kind of video of it where you get to like meet all the characters. But mm. also a little cameo from Lin Manuel uh, as, cool. as he was, he's selling. Yes. I think he was selling like drinks on the street or something like that but yes. it was it was really cool it, i got I, I got really excited anyway for it so i can't wait to see that anyway and like i said i'll go see anything in a cinema just to be out in a cinema again i'm buzzing for um some cinema pick and mix can't wait mm, yeah is I'm, that is that the go-to treat now is that well what see this is, i always have this dilemma when i go i get pick and mix mm. and then i'm in the place and i'm like oh i should have got popcorn and then when i go the next time i get popcorn and i'm like oh i should have got pick and mix I'm feeling a serious sense. Did we have this on an early episode? We definitely. Had I'm talked pretty about this. sure we did, and I think I think I you know thoroughly renounced the pick and mix as a valid option. <laughs> it's popcorn all the way. It's got to be popcorn. Yeah. Um. And like yeah, I think In the Heights is the first of we're gonna be spoiled for uh, movie musicals on the big screen this year. We've talked about it before. West Side Story. Dear Evan Hansen is coming. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think. Is the, did I hear rumors of a Matilda musical movie on the way as well? There Absolutely. is indeed. A Matilda movie. I know I'm sorry to be moving in on your plot now, Dan. How but, uh, dare you? What the hell? But also, thanks for doing my research. Keen <laughs> <laughs> trying to claw you've, his way back up to the you, top. You have enough on your plate, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, um, this is, I suppose, will be a little well-known in Ireland because it actually has a an Irish girl, Leisha Weir, playing the r- title role of Matilda. But this is, of course, a, a film, not a remake of the 90s classic, but instead an adaptation of the 2010 Broadway musical. Mm. 
So it has Emma Thompson as Miss Trunchbull, which is not someone I would have picked as Miss Trunchbull. No. Not an obvious choice. Interesting choice, but she's great in everything. So. She's yes. great This in is it. It's very difficult. It's hard to, it, yeah. It's very difficult to be like, Emma Thompson, you know, yeah. I love Emma Thompson. I kind of had the same reaction when Meryl Streep was cast as the witch in Into the Woods, which, in fairness, was not a great movie adaptation of a great musical. But when I, I found it, you know, it was Meryl Streep in everything. But again, it was like, she was really good mm. though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Emma Thompson probably has the same impact there. Pretty much. And then Stephen Graham and Andrea Riseborough as Matilda's parents and um, Lashana Lynch as Miss Honey. So it's a pretty, pretty stellar cast. It's a pretty stellar cast. Pretty stellar cast. Did so, we talk? Now that's not until December 2022. So we've ages to get hyped up about it. You've, you've a while. <laughs> Did we talk about the Do Evan Hansen trailer before and how old he looked? No, we didn't actually. Yeah, and there's a lot of backlash about that, wasn't there? There are a lot of people. Yeah, thought, just. Well, I uh, I read a YouTube comment that summed it up, which was he simultaneously looks 16 and 45. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I think that that's pretty much about it. It's the also. Hair, the trailer, I know the, the musical is quite old, right? But the trailer it's, explains the entire plot, yeah. start to finish, of the entire show. <laughs> like, you think, right, we're making a movie, we're at least trying to appeal to people who might not have seen it before. Mm. Like, why would you And they definitely it? would, because, like, obviously the hype around it from people who are into musicals, like, everybody yeah. had heard of it, even if you didn't see it or didn't listen to it. So but it like, definitely would have been an interest. So you didn't need to I give it all away. loads of people have seen Dear Evan Hansen, but surely not so many people have seen it that they're like, oh yeah, we'll just sell the movie with people who've gone to the Broadway show. Yeah, mm. That's just... I am very into musicals and I have not seen it, nor do I know the story, nor have I watched the trailer, so I will not be well, watching watch it now. <laughs> watch the trailer. It's like yeah. the synopsis I know some of the, the songs. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why do you turn to the synopsis page in the program? You know, But were people... <laughs> Were people going mad about the trailer? I mean, apart from uh, it, ru- it ruining the film. No, it was purely about how old he looked. And I think his response was, go watch Grease. <laughs> That's a good re- I think there would have been a lot of backlash if they hadn't cast him, though. Yeah. At, at the same time. I mean, he's so, he's known for the role. He's so tight yeah. to that part, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, like, what age is Ben Platt? He's like, he's 27 or 28, so I think. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty, like, he's still pretty young. He's definitely no older than anybody in, in Greece. I saw one tweet that was, like, you know Joe Pesky in Goodfellas? Yes. yes. Like, <laughs> he's he's supposed to be that famous scene, you know, so you think I'm funny? I saw like, that today. Like, that's, he's supposed to be 21 in that scene. Yeah, yeah, and like, he's meant to be the same age as Ray Liotta. Yeah, it's um. just... And he's clearly like 15 years older than him. But oh, I mean, funny. go watch any American high school based drama. Like yeah. they're all in their like late 20s. <laughs> yeah. Like how old is everyone on Riverdale? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just. Yeah, like yeah. don't they take the piss out of that in Scary Movie as well? I'm really showing my age now. No, S- Scary Movie is a reference I would appreciate and yeah, uh, yeah. back you up on. Yeah, 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 Scary Movie. They were like, oh, can you imagine if this was made into a movie? Like we'd all be played by people in our late 20s or early 30s. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm surp- I'm just surprised that anybody's making a thing out of it considering how commonplace it is. Yeah. 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 It is strange. I don't I th- know. I think, I think because... it's annoying because he just, I don't know, he just eternally looked like super, like <laughs> yeah. everything he did, he looked like when he was in like Pitch Perfect, he looked like mm. a child and even the politician. And then it's just all of a sudden this one trailer comes out and it's like, huh? Like it's, like, it's almost like digitally aged him for yeah. it. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, maybe they yeah. got the same people from The Irishman. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but they put it in reverse by mistake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just the yeah. energy it took to de-age three of them. Then put it somewhere. It's like, get it in there. Yeah. 
there's a there's a price to pay for de-aging Robert De Niro. Mm. <laughs> ben Platt is paying heavy, that heavy price. price of that. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's is the portrait of Dorian Gray. <laughs> I I wonder will it, will the backlash be such that it'll have the effect of that Sonic the Hedgehog movie that came out a couple of years ago, where they literally went back because they people who you know the devout Sonic the Hedgehog fans. Mm were so upset by what Sonic looked like yeah, in the he trailer didn't look, he didn't that they look spent like he about $50 million redoing the effects for the entirety of the movie. No way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah this is the movie. With, I think Jim Carrey and James Marsden were in it. And, I yeah. thought Jim Carrey was Sonic the Hedgehog, but he wasn't. He was the villain. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Literally, and I, that was only about a couple of weeks ago I figured that out. <laughs> He's like, what's what's It was plaguing your Sonic? mind for that long, was it? Yeah. Uh, Eggman? <laughs> yeah. Dr. Eggman? Dr. Eggman, yeah. 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 Literally no recollection of any villain in Sonic at all. Did you never play Sonic? I, I, like, briefly. You were more of a Crash Bandicoot head. I was more of a Crash Bandicoot girl. Yeah, mm. CTR all the way. Crash Bandicoot was a lot better. <laughs> Sonic oh, was just no. run in a straight line. Yeah, but Sonic 2 on the Mega Drive. I had, Son- <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I had Sonic for the PC, so, you know, maybe it wasn't... I was like, yeah, Sonic yeah. for the PC. You know, yeah. <laughs> You're really dropping between the gay burn now and the Mega Drive. Well, You're I mean, stacking up references. <laughs> well, I, I mean, th- it was nice because I got the Mega Drive for my 30th because it was ah, really okay, like okay. it was Spectrum when I was a kid. You know? uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just before Atari. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, yes. Yeah. You'd yeah. program your own games. It was seriously rough. <laughs> um, no, that's um, I don't know. Yeah. That's what I did not know that about Sonic. But yes, I yeah, they spent a lot of money, so maybe whole Evan controversy Hansen just is going passed to be, me over. Going to be fully de-aged. Um, <laughs> oh, it'll be like cats. It'll be like cats. Don't say, thing. don't say <laughs> a musical <laughs> film will be like cats. It's, <laughs> it's just in no way should That's it be right. compared. It wasn't there. Yeah. yeah, wasn't there a whole thing about Tom Hooper? Holes this is my new beginning. <laughs> no, he's like I can do the reshoots of Evan Hansen. No, Tom. No, no. thank no. you. Sorry. Then, you're Sorry. not going to be letting near a movie musical again for you're a very not, long time. You're not welcome anymore. Yeah. God, it's so bad. Yeah, well, to take our minds off it, I might hand over to you, Keen, in your new role as local correspondent. Mm. What news have you of the Irish scene? I'm like a theatrical pla- a Pascal Sheehy. Yes, that's <laughs> kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, obviously, the big local news on the scene is the Ames Virtual Concert, mm-hmm. which is screening on July 10th. Yes. And I just had to check my notes. Um, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, look, obviously people who have had their eye on the AIM social media will be well aware of the posts that Kate Furlong has been putting out about it and mm-hmm. the invitation for submissions. And probably if you're keeping a keen eye on Instagram and Facebook, you'll have seen the little previews that a couple of musical societies have done of the bits and pieces they're submitting to it. I saw... Tullamore's looked fairly adventurous, actually. They, they were. All sorts of divment, all right. Around they the town, they yeah. looked to be dressing up as all sorts of musical theatre characters. Um, and I saw Chris Croon as Dr. Frankenfurter. And yeah, uh, Athlone as well seemed to have done something pretty colourful. Um, yes. look, they looked like they had some good equipment out recording. So I'm looking forward to seeing their one. Of course, the Odd Theatre Company will have its its own submission, but I won't say what that's going to be. Mm. Keep them in suspense. Mm. You just have to tune in on the 10th of July then. You most certainly will. Coming to an internet-enabled device near you. Ooh. They also well, announced aims for next year as well. They 2022. Have 
They have also announced Ames for next year. Yes. Freaking yes. I think everyone's Facebook was completely mobbed with Ames memories over the last couple of days. Cause, yeah. And I saw some people had that profile um, frame. Isn't that what they call it? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the I should be Ames profile, oh, nice. profile frame. So just to give you the dates for Ames in case you have missed it, it's the 17th. That's the Friday to Sunday, the 19th of June next year. So I'd say everybody is going to be chomping at the bit for a party. And uh, I've seen a couple of show announcements as well for um, for 2021-22 season. Mm-hmm. So I think St. Agnes Choral Society have announced Shrek mm-hmm. up in nice. Belfast. Very good. And they look to have cast the thing as well. So obviously Shrek is a fantastic show. It is. So uh, I definitely am going to try and get up and see that. And Bravo have announced Once as well. That's yes, right. the first, wow. first musical society to do once yes, in Ireland, they? they are. So they, um, they're the two that I've spotted. But well, we also had one we were involved with, which is the Newbridge Musical Society announcement of Evita. Did we? Did we announce that? I don't remember. Yes, we did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd be panicking there. I was like, did I forget to post it? <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone knows. Yes, yeah. saving the best for last, ah. Newbridge Musical Society will be staging Andrew Lloyd Webber's Evita in Easter 2022. So if you want to see a sung through story about an Argentinian dictatorship, you know where to be next year. Yeah, absolutely. I have to say that was pretty good now for your first ever stint on, on you know, the real work. I'm not, the- I'm not going to lie. I feel like I aced it. I'm going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know, your performance review is coming up. Then really. again, yeah. I have had the benefit of watching a correspondent do it <laughs> in, impeccably oh, for a year. So, Dan, thanks for all the you're pointers. More than <laughs> than I was wondering where that was going. Yeah. Was yeah, like, this was is like, not right. Yeah, it's not going to happen. This feels wrong. All this <laughs> niceness and camaraderie. Yeah. But yeah, Very so easy. The, the 10th of July for, for the Ames concert, but it, it won't be the first concert in, in people's diaries, or at least it shouldn't be, because um, there is, of course, the. Well, I'm like maybe concerts, the first performance, we'll say, because there mm. will, of course, be the last five years by your lovely selves. Uh, Indeed, there will. The 3rd of July, the Saturday preceding that Saturday. Yes, and I am delighted to announce we'll actually be the first Ames adjudicated show of the 21-22 season. Wow, first one since. First one since. Well, I think it would be, I think Teachers Musical Society was the last show to be adjudicated. Probably mm, Teachers, yeah. yeah. Uh, w- certainly one of them. I know ourselves and New Ross were amongst the, the last yourselves also in Athlone. So that's back, that's back March 2020, obviously. Yeah. So we're, so we're, we're 14, 14, 15 months. Mm. So it's going to be, yeah, it's quite special to be, be the first one out i think like i it's going to be a little different because it's a streamed show we're still not able to actually have anybody in the theater which is a downside i know that they had given some indication of a tentative reopening of yes. of theaters but that's basically where theaters can facilitate and i think most theaters around the country they're not going to be viable with the kinds of capacity that you yeah. would be able to do safely so Instead, it's just going to be wholly streamed. But the good thing is that we're doing it live. So it is a completely live stream. Is that the good so thing, w- Dan and Keelan? <laughs> I'm not sure that's the good thing. Um, uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> we're fine. It's we're cool. fine. We're all, yeah, we're no, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's great. It is. It's, it's good. 
This is something of a 180 turn from the confidence you were expressing yeah, yeah. earlier on. Initially, yeah, yeah. initially, when we decided to do this, gosh, way back when, because it's been cancelled like three times by now, mm, yeah. uh, Kian was like, we probably won't do it live. We'll just film it. And we, me and Dan were like, that's great. That'd be big weight off. And then Kian was like, no, we'll be doing it live. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No yeah it would have been a fun experience to be able to like, do it. No, sorry, wasn't happy with yeah. that. Yeah, can you I know. can I take that again, please? You know. Yeah. So in fairness, it's probably for the best because then you just get into a nasty habit of being like, no, sorry, can we stop everything? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, that wasn't good. Full Let's go back moments. again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I think that I think the thing about live is that it feels like theatre in some way. You know, it has that kind of immediacy. You can't go back. You you can't change it. It's just it's what it is in the moment. And there's something quite nice about that. And I think you know, particularly we're all used to being able to stream things kind of whenever we want on lockdown. And I think yeah. this is something that you want to watch it. You have to get into your seat in front of the couch with your TV hooked up to the laptop or whatever at eight thirty on Saturday the third, and you just have to watch the ninety minutes through. And there's something a little bit, I think, more special about doing it that way. Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly exciting to think of, you know, a version of live theatre being back for the first time in a while. Um, Because, as you said, it has been like 14, 15 months since it was a musical. I mean, is there excitement at, th- at this point about that prospect or, or is it more nervous I, I think I was quite calm until we started to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> now I'm a bit like sick uh, no it's 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 very exciting it's obviously massively different you know mm. you're, you're used to this uh this idea of musical theater being this big huge collaborative effort where there's loads of people around all the time and and obviously like it still is off the stage you know there's always so much that goes into that but in terms of on stage it's just yeah. me and dan mm. and at that we don't really have any interaction this is it. um so for that five or six minutes when you're singing your song it's like it's all me it's all you you do mm. feel that <laughs> sense of responsibility yeah. you know yeah no it's very it's very new it's going to be very strange um and definitely, yeah, even like that, because it's just the two of us, you know, the no, in, under no, in the normal kind of course of things, you know, you'd be, obviously, you'd be getting into now the mad kind of couple of weeks and, you know, you'd be at rehearsals and there'd be loads of people and you'd be kind of, that kind of excitement would start to be bubbling up, like, you know, whereas, like, you know, obviously, given current restrictions over there, but also mm. the musical itself is, like, made for, like, it's, it's kind of made for a pandemic, really, because, <laughs> oh, you know, the whole, the whole, it's just a two-hander, but we actually don't interact, as you're saying. We had like, our first rehearsal together yesterday. Yeah, which, <laughs> which is, is mad, <laughs> which is mad, like, you know, we're so close to it now. And that, that was the first time we actually had to rehearse it because so much of it is kind of like, you know, obviously in, in isolation. But like that again, you know, because it's just yourself, you know, you have to kind of like, you have to G yourself up for it nearly. Like, you know, you don't have, you don't have that kind of huge, like both people on stage and off stage, you know, to kind of feed off and get that excitement going kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, so it is really different, but I don't know, it's, it's been a fun, it has been a fun experience. I think for me anyway, it's definitely, it's the closest I've kind of felt to be like, oh, if you were to do this, like, yeah. for a living kind of thing you know this is what it would be like you know these kind of you know and nice... of course learning to like for us and for Kean probably as a director when 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 he's directing he's like okay this is to camera this is the way and it's learning to actually play to camera not yeah. audience it, it, it's yes oh, yeah. it's a huge kind of challenge but but exciting at the same time it's a new string to your bow do you oh know? yeah ever since i've been like like yay high it is a stage school kid. So I was like, aim it to the exit sign at the back door. Yes. Like, you know? yeah. Whereas now it's like, no, actually stare into camera. And I always find, I don't know about you, but like through like working from home, like I hate staring directly into the camera <laughs> like for a conference call at work. Because I'm always like, oh God, no, I'm absolutely, I'm looking really intimidating. Yeah. So it's like stare down the camera, but also maybe soften it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say, like it's obviously a hugely different vibe to re- to your normal rehearsal like as opposed to it's not 20 people getting together or even 30 people it's literally as you said it was like one-on-one 
uh, or like you know like on your own well I think that's one of the things that it has made my job in directing it an awful lot easier because I think if you if you talk to I suppose anybody who directs shows or kind of is involved in the kind of the herding cats that's usually involved an awful lot of your time is kind of spent managing scheduling spent Mm. trying to make sure that different people who are needed for a scene are available at the same time and i think we've been lucky enough in that most of the shows that we've done with odd have been quite small i think the biggest one we did was rent we'd 15 people in it but this is very very easy comparatively because you're just working one-on-one with somebody and you get to spend i think an awful lot more time whether the lads enjoy it or not delving (laughs) delving into a scene what individual lines mean how you work on your motivation for that you know what how do you deliver that how do you move on that line and i i think you also because you've that you've the same rehearsal period but you're able to devote it wholly to just two people's performances, yeah. which are quite individual, I think you end up adding a layer of polish to it that you might not otherwise just have the time to do in the normal course of things. It also helps the two of them are excellent. So Not not too much of that, Ken? Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> They're really good. Just you're going to be blown away. Sure. Blown away. Yeah, no, but more I, of that. More. Yeah. 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 Um, but like, does that in itself add a level of stress to a rehearsal situation where it's like, I can't just hide in the back today or I, or, yeah. or I can't, you know, you know, I can't hide behind someone else's yeah. performance. I, I was know. only actually saying to Dan, it's, it's like the first time I've done a show. It's like, I don't know about you, but like after even just an hour's rehearsal of something, you are absolutely exhausted <laughs> because you're constant, your brain is like, people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He's, he's yeah, very tiring. Um, but your, your brain is, <laughs> your brain is constantly going or thinking, where am I going? What am I doing? What are the words? What? And it's, it's, it's it's taxing but it's a great challenge but yeah no it really is there's nowhere to hide yeah you're, you're on your own yeah no absolutely you're just constantly on and there's like that there's just no moment in any song where you're like oh that's that so-and-so's line everyone will be looking at them they won't be looking at me yeah <laughs> even just... doing the promo videos it's like keen we, we, we need to get this in like one take because i don't have another one of these in me you know <laughs> we gotta do it right now yeah, yeah, because yeah, there there's some, there's some. It's a, in fairness, we didn't, we didn't pick an easy one. It is, no. a cha- it's a challenging no. show. I think naively, I thought it would be. I didn't think it would be easy, but I was like, oh yeah, I like to sing, I like to act. I yeah, think there's it's definitely. It's yeah, so you're, like, to them yeah. you're like, oh, there's no dancing. I'll, I'll be yeah, happy. Yeah, totally yeah, yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I think there's a temptation to go. You know, it's a 90 minute show. I have you know x many songs, and just once I sing through those songs, it's just me. <laughs> I, I, I'm all I have to worry about. It's yeah. fine, mm-hmm. and it isn't as like most things. It's not as easy as as it appears. It's actually it's a very I think emotionally difficult show mm. and it's it's quite I think quite technically difficult particularly if you're playing Kathy because why thank you <laughs> you ha- you have this because for people who don't know the show there is a there's there's this kind of converse art of narc mm. art of narc narrative arc where <laughs> whereby Noah's arc yeah yeah <laughs> and that arc yeah has two people on it yeah, yeah. and <laughs> and yeah, so for people who don't know it, uh, Kathy's story starts at the end and works back to the start of the relationship. Mm. And then Jamie's story traditionally starts at the very start of the chronology and it moves forward. So 
when you're playing Kathy, I think, and I don't know whether you've found this, we probably will find it a little bit more in doing run-throughs this week. You, you're starting at almost the highest point of your emotion at the end of the show, and you're work, working your way back to the more maybe breezy and lighter kind of... But I, I, I do like that in that, you know, there's no... You know you go to see some shows, and you if you know the story, yeah. it loses something. Mm. You don't have that... You know, whatever way you skin it, if you go to see Phantom... The music's always brilliant, but not being surprised by the story, it kind of loses something. Whereas this, there's, knowing the story is kind of an advantage to enjoying it, I think, because you just, you, I think you can get into the character's frame of mind a little bit more. So yeah. nothing, nothing is spoiled by knowing that the relationship doesn't work out and that being given away in the very first line of the show. It actually frames the whole thing for you and you go, okay, so I can, I know it doesn't work out. So now I can kind of look for why it doesn't work out throughout the entire show. In addition to that, like telling the story backwards and forwards at the same time, I suppose there's also the difficulty of like not having a, a traditional scene partner or even an ensemble around you so like like in terms of performing and, and like getting yourself in the right headspace do you find that, that isolation is difficult mm. it's it's definitely yet another challenge i i <laughs> didn't I, I, from the offset i was like oh this is just going to be a very straightforward we stand yeah. we sing we act but there's many challenges to it i mean i'm glad that i don't have to do the backwards to forwards bit because as a human i just don't have that kind of emotional capacity to jump straight in <laughs> at a high at a high I need to like you know no, I'm going to hire up. one of my friends to give me insults backstage before I go on you know we're we all hyped up the yeah. team should come out and be devastated we're, we're, we're going to get a team of people don't worry <laughs> I have them I have them lined up <laughs> old school friends oh fantastic teachers <laughs> Bullies. So, yeah, cool. so on so forth yeah. lord almighty but um but yeah I mean definitely uh, one of the key things anyway are I found from doing the hearses anyway is that you're only seeing one side of a conversation mm-hmm. and so you have to try and, and like that's been one of the like the notes that you would give King is like you need to you need to think about what's the other person <laughs> like what the other person will be saying that generates yeah. your response you can't just you can't just go in cold and like just deliver something there actually has to be you know much more behind it and that's really that I found that really difficult because I'm like oh my god what and just again in general because usually again from an, uh, you're hearing one side of an argument I'm kind of like yeah. if this was me in real life I'd probably just be like you know what it's grand don't worry like, you know, <laughs> it'd be really easy to do that so therefore you have to be kind of like no you're, you if you were absolutely having a blazing row with somebody what would what would you be saying and what mm. would they say and then you have to be, you're trying to think about what would I say in this it's literally one of my scenes where I'm having a an argument with with Jamie and I'm literally like no Jamie let me speak like <laughs> and he's not saying anything you know so it's really it's interesting to be like what is he is he interrupting me what he what's he doing mm, you know yeah. yeah no stop it can I say this please you know yeah yeah all those yeah. all those kind of mid argument things that are just like that you wouldn't know like you know because when you're having an argument with somebody you don't feel those things you're just in full flight kind of mm. thing so then you're trying to actually like you know create those authentically but also, yeah. you know, trying to actually make and it where seem where would the other person go? Would they walk away from me? Would I need to follow them? What oh. what what's happening with their body language? Oh, Am I, it, it's 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 you're constantly aware of where the other person is, and they're not there. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's oh, a, in an, oh, in an early draft of a scene, I was chasing you around the place. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you were walking away left, right, and center. <laughs> yeah, we we had to pair it back because it was a little bit like you were getting out of breath. Yeah. <laughs> you were not after all this lockdown. You were not aerobically fit enough to yeah, oh to have the kind of argument you were having. It was like trying to do. A musical version of the West Wing with all the walking talk. So, yeah. it, it, it is one of those things because it was yeah one one day me and Keen were having a rehearsal. He's like, you know, Keelan, that's great, but you know, be aware you're driving a car. And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so like you know check your berries ever so often you know yeah. your stick it's like always. maybe don't stand up and walk around yeah, yeah. <laughs> she just walked out a little bit yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not the start of la la land here just get out and do a dance <laughs> on the roof and then back in yeah That's this funny. this won't be like la la land but no def- definitely not <laughs> you won't have to suspend reality quite so much <laughs> no like i suppose like what like we've spoken a lot about the challenges and the difficulties um and like the nerves but i guess obviously there's a huge amount of of excitement and like relief at being able to do something that's musical theater again so like what's been the best part of the rehearsal experience so far or like what are you most looking forward to about the actual performance night itself i think we've actually re- we've wanted to do this for a really long time probably a good 3 years now and it was mm. like we had kind of almost planned it a while ago and then COVID happened and it was like, well, actually, if we're going to do a show or try and get a show to stage in COVID times, th- this is the one we should mm-hmm. do because it lends itself so well. So there's there's that sense of excitement that we we, we finally did it. We actually yeah. got the chance to, to stage it because uh, we really have been, been talking about it for, for a long time. I, I just really enjoyed it. It's, a really, it's been a really different show. And I think anyone who watches it, it is going to be very different from any show you've seen before. But even just like you know for one of better friends, it feels like it feels really grown up like i don't yeah. know why it just feels like a really grown up kind of show and it's sure. really mm. yeah exactly like you know because i mean i mean like the last time on stage i was playing like joseph you know which is like you know yeah it's a much more lighthearted but it's in character wise you know so mm. it it's very yeah it's been a real probably sh- one of the biggest acting and sing- singing challenges yeah. we've both had yeah. ever no it's, uh, it's which been great is, obviously challenging and scary but hugely exciting at the same time yeah yeah no it's it's definitely been nice and it's been nice to get your teeth into something like that you yeah know? Mm. A, re- a really you know proper meaty role with a lot going on and a huge like we talk a lot about you know seeing shows and there's a real arc you know and a story arc and character development yeah. and all that stuff but it it really happens like literally obviously every... my character developed backwards yeah <laughs> <laughs> but... yes, she undeveloped yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unravel yeah. yeah I unravel as we go yeah well actually she probably ravels <laughs> more than I sort of wind back yes. up again yeah, yeah. she's actually probably more together at the start of it than she is at the end but um, a raveling performance ra- yeah but uh, but I, I mean I, I agree with all that because it is they are definitely two of the most in, I, I always think it feels odd to say with sung through shows but actually what I, I think about sung through shows often is that the characters are often very, very well written in sung through shows, and they actually have to be because you have to try even harder to tell the story. But I think mm. it's it's particularly the case in the last five years. And Jason Robert Brown, who people will know his other work from things like um, Songs for a New World and Parade, um, it, it's it kind of semi autobiographical, and oh. you can you can tell that a lot of it he's writing from experience in of a relationship breaking down, and you. You get that, um, like in Jamie has a song. If I didn't believe in you, and it's just you, you can. He talks in an interview just about how this fight is about just pushing buttons and pushing buttons and looking for a response. And you, you kind of, you look at it and you go, "What? That is what people do when they're, you know, people are in a relationship. They're having a fight. It's they do know how to do mm. that to each other." And I actually think that's what's very interesting about this because a lot of the songs, if you were to listen to in isolation, you're like, that's a lovely song. Particularly if mm. I didn't believe in you, you listen to it in isolation, you're like, oh, that's a lovely love song. And you listen to it in the show, in mm. the context of it, and you're like, oh my God, he's so mean. That's horrible. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's amazing because you really get to go, oh yeah, this is, 
this is the story whereas in isolation it's a completely different song it's a completely yeah. different story yeah. and it's it's weird because i think he wrote it with the vision of it being this sort of song cycle and then it became something which was much more narratively driven but but what i love about it is that it is much more as the guys about said it's much more real the characters are much more real than you will find in a show there they actually have human emotion i mean that i i think sometimes the cliche of musical theater about being this you know saccharine <laughs> Um, yeah, very yeah. sweet nothingness. We, we joke about it, but a lot of the time it's true. Yeah. A lot of the time you you go to see Guys and Dolls, and Guys and Dolls is a great show, but it's complete nonsense. Whereas, whereas this is it's a very real story. It's exceptionally real, and I think there will be a lot of it that people will relate to. I think it will touch people emotionally. I think, um you know like regardless regardless of whether you've been in a five-year relationship that has broken down or not <laughs> it, you know if if you have ever had tough times with somebody no matter who they are i think you can sort of you you will be able to relate to it and i think well both characters are you know they have their massive flaws yeah you know both of them and it, that's that's what's kind of interesting from an audience point of view from a from an actor point of view is myself and dan are trying to be like well we want to be likable but we also mm. have to show them that like uh, you know kathy's mm. you know she's she's a bit annoying she's a bit neurotic and and you're sort of like where's the line between being too annoying and then people actually not liking you as a character because you have to you have to try and get that that balance it's 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 really it's really interesting i think what is funny about it is that particularly funny about it is in a show about a five-year relationship breaking up how many laughs there are in it (laughs) because it's that's good yeah because i was going to say it sounded a little bit dark and dreary now but yeah and and the funny thing is is that it's it's not it's just like it's like light and shade it's like for every song that things are going downhill and it's quite sorrowful and it's you know quite beautiful in a way there's also the next song that hits you is something that's at the start of the the start of the relationship and it's quite light and it's quite uh fun and there's a lot of jokes in it so Mm. i i think it's a, it's a really good mix, I think, of a musical. Yeah, there's a lot of action involved too. You know, you're seeing not it's not just the relationship; it's the relationship and what's going on in their lives individually. Mm. So there's a lot of stuff. You know, Kathy's an actress, so she goes on auditions. Um, Jamie's writing a book. There's a you know there's an awful mm. lot of that involved. Um, so it's there, there's there's stuff happening within all of all of the relationship as well. For, like, are, are there particular standout songs you think people are going to be like turning off their their laptop or their phone or whatever at at what 10 o'clock at night on on saturday 3rd of july and be going i'm gonna go and instantly go and look up that song again oh this is hard because mine kind of changes it what about you dan um what ones do i enjoy i do think that my first one is shakes the goddess i do think that's a good yeah i really like a good light-hearted one um and i do I do enjoy it. again and again and the lighthearted one. I always call it your audition song. The audition I know it, song. I know yeah. it has a proper name. <laughs> we always we always call the songs by something else. I'm oh, always yeah. like, oh, it's the one after the one I don't want to listen <laughs> yeah. to. There's awesome. none I don't want to listen to. But yeah, it's yeah. Uh, we're always like, it's oh that one about that thing. There's one that you have that I keep going. Oh, I listen to that one that I love. You know that one? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and everyone goes, yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. That um, Climbing Uphill, I think, is yes. my audition song is, is a fun one. Yeah. Um, Summer in Ohio as well is a favourite of mine. It's mm. kind of jazzy and just really good fun to, to sing. Um, and catchy, I think. Mm. Yeah. I think um, it's funny because you, I, I change with the wind now mm. on what's my favourite song. But, 
I mean, I think the and it's not just because we recorded a promo video, but I do love I can do better than that. I think it's so yeah. fun. Um, it's it you know it's about Kathy being excited that she's in a new relationship and you know she can do better than. <laughs> what she's done previously and it's just beautifully written the melodies are so catchy in it it's exceptionally well written it's just a great song it's a great song for telling the st- telling the story as well and the yeah. one that i ca- i like um for jamie at the moment is it's actually it's his penultimate song nobody needs to know i think it's just it's oh. such an an unexpected way of doing that kind of i i, I won't spoil it for anybody it's the end of the show but it's a very unexpected way of treating that kind of subject matter. It's it's a beautiful song. It's absolutely spectacular. And the yeah, I think the melodies in it are quite unexpected. They're quite unusual, but they're they're absolutely beautiful. It's probably one of those ones that it's it's a bit like um there are songs in this show that are kind of I'll I'll talk of talk of it like, you know, the singles or the hits, the one you've got mm. that's catchy mm-hmm. straight out the yeah. gate. And this one, I think it's it's a bit more you know, second or third listen, I'm like, wow, there's so much to that song. And all of them have sort of, I suppose, because it's, it's sung through, they all have kind of speech elements to them. Mm. But it, it's it's kind of interesting because they're all so melodious as well. There's some really good melodies too. And there's, there's you know, there's it has a mix of parts where you're kind of speaking and parts of where you're proper singing and real good, good, um, smooth melodies. Mm. And what I like about it is that I don't hit the problem that I usually hit with cast recordings, which is I don't hit skip yeah. on any of them, <laughs> which I I don't think that's... There's probably like three cast albums ever that I don't hit skip on. Wow, um, that's, that's high and, praise. And this is one of them. Very high praise. Another big phantom, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, this sounds like this would have won Restricted Groovement back in the day. And... Had I ever put it up, yeah. Yeah. You see, I, you see, you had pressured me into trying to be more mainstream <laughs> because you were just giving me a hard time about picking obscure soundtracks. So I said, no, you know, I'll be more basic. Yeah, well. That's another, it's just a great listen in itself. It's a great listen, yeah. 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 I think I, all these songs guess, you, if you ever, you ever check out anybody who has ever had a career on Broadway, they'll always have something from this in, you know, if they've gone to like a bar or performing a concert, mm. they'll always sing something from this show. All of the songs are so good. Um, I And I, I'll have to give my sympathies to Dave McGoran, our <laughs> pianist for the show, He's a tough because job, he has a tough time. If anybody's played Jason Robert Brown stuff, uh, it has a phenomenal amount of very awkward time changes. Uh, it's quite Sondheim. Well, I won't say it's Sondheim-esque because it's not, but it's it's kind of in that ballpark in terms Time of signature-wise. It's, it's quite yeah, it's quite Sondheim-esque. Yeah. In in terms of it's just throwing in something odd for a bar and yeah. Some would say needless, Adam, but uh, not me. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. You'd Jason, never say that at rehearsal. Jason, no, Jason Robert I, Brown is a genius, so I mean, I couldn't say any of those time time changes are needless. But, but uh, I think the nice but Dave thing might about feel it, that way. Yeah, I'm sure Dave would. But I I, I think the nice thing about the time changes in in this show like they're not as in your face as they are in a lot of other shows yes where it doesn't feel like oh listen how intricate this rhythm is it like it's done in more of a way of to facilitate it sounding like speech a lot more and so the yeah. rhythm is just an extension of how you would say that phrase and it's very cleverly worked into you know the phrase itself yeah i i think that's kind of the key to it in that it seems to be, even though he he's fundamentally a composer, 
he's written the music to follow the narrative, follow what they're saying, follow the pattern of speech. Yeah. And it doesn't, we don't all speak in 4-4. No, and so, like, I don't think there'd be anyone sitting at home going, oh God, that's a bit much now in terms of the music. I think no. they are very much more in the in the modern kind of pop styling yes i think is fair to say yeah very very kind of contemporary there's there's uh, like i said it's it's not something where you're trying to find a melody yeah yeah you'll you'll hear it straight away and lots of different styles but yeah you're right quite poppy in places which is fun for us yes you rarely get to do that in music theater yeah you very rarely do no it's it's really good yeah and even just coming back to like the melody one like the literally the opening line of the show your one yeah like i just love it there's some really gorgeous yeah just gorgeous pieces in it it's it's yeah, no, it's, yeah it's and been, it has a big reach great. like I mean um, still hurting I think Ariana Grande covered it fairly yeah. recently yeah. Oh, wow. no it's so like it's it's a show that definitely has um, some celebrity endorsements no <laughs> doubt I think Ariana Grande was in one of Jason Robert Brown's early shows well, did he do 13 she did 13 she I think did, that yeah. was one of her first breaks so there's a connection there yeah. ah it turns out it isn't useless trivia it'll serve you well in your next table quiz that i host yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, here yeah. first folks yeah yeah exactly a new way to, to get people to come yeah <laughs> <laughs> we get all the answers to my table quiz <laughs> yeah so yeah for people who are just tuning into the podcast i'm not sure how you manage that but congratulations <laughs> uh, there will be a quiz at the end of the performance of of, of last of years all oh, right sorry oh, sorry yes. for a moment i forgot the name of the show completely there i was like of the the jamie and kathy story <laughs> <laughs> i wish it were called the jamie but just and keep kathy calling story. it that show like we do with all the songs yeah yeah, yeah. that yeah. song that i like yeah <laughs> that, that show that i'm in yeah yeah and so that brings us to the end of this episode and in fact the end of this season or series of the oddcast i think we can go with either it's been what 14 15 months of a journey guys a journey. a journey a journey i feel like i'm on an mtv reality show you know, oh, it's no, been... no which one it's been a journey cribs cribs <laughs> the real what was the one the real life was that what was what was the first mtv reality show i know i'm delaying yeah. your exit from oh the... oh and you're fully going for your third like outdated reference here or well. the real world the real world yes is that real world yeah the real world wow no i don't remember what that one. The i do remember world. cribs I, I think it would be Cribs, yeah. Yeah, in the real world, three guys started an Irish musical theatre podcast. It was exactly like this, <laughs> yeah. which is why Kean brought it up as being super relevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, so we're taking a break for the summer uh, to focus on, on the last five years and then just taking some time off and getting ready for what we're hoping will be a jam-packed 22, 20, 21, 22 season. I nearly lost an entire year of my life there. Don't, don't, don't give, do an you, o- don't give her do another away. Know? We've lost too much already. What are you, crazy? Yeah. So in the meantime, like, do get in touch. We are the Oddcast by Odd on Instagram and Twitter. And then we are... Well, we're the Oddcast by Odd Theatre on Twitter, the Oddcast ah. by Odd on Instagram and Facebook, and the Oddcast at oddtheatre.com if you want to email. Yes, and please do. We'd love to hear your suggestions and ideas for for our return. Our glorious return. Where I will have to attempt to steal my seat back. It's a drama for season two. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler, it'll be done. Okay. <laughs> Bye! <laughs>